Hello. Hi, John. <clears throat> Hello, Merlin. <laughs> How are you? Well, good. It, uh, I said that I was ready, and it then it turned out I wasn't ready. Well, you're ready if, if you're Dave Roderick, it sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, the other day, I made a sound that just sounded just like my dad, but I wasn't kidding. I wasn't playing around. I was just being myself, my normal self. Said do, something. Do, do you remember? Do you remember what the sound was? Could you share it? Oh, I don't. It just. It, it was, you know, a, a guttural utterance in response to some kind. You know, somebody threw a, threw me a ball, or it was just. <laughs> it was exactly a sound that I would make on the show. Hey, you know, something like that, and it was like, oh no. That's that a really wasn't... good. That's a really good all-purpose sound. Huh. Because it's also kind of like, hey, there's that guy. Yeah, there he is. Or, you know, uh-oh, could, could mean lots of things. <laughs> That's exactly right. And and if you start to use it as an, as an all-purpose sound, you know, you're on the way. You're on the way to being your own father. You know what? You give me much to think about because I think, huh, I need to, I, this, is, this is straight off the dome, but I do feel like uh, as you get older, as one gets older, you do develop or repurpose, maybe from somebody else, a certain bespoke old person sound. Uh huh. Well, I think about um, there's there's one my my um, my my late mother in law used to make. She would do this a lot. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh. <laughs> and like that's that is that is one syllable code for Grandma Steinus. In the right. entire family is, is Grandma Stan is going, ah, and because, sometimes that's followed by, ah, darling. Yeah. It could be somebody arriving. It could be somebody, it could be something, somebody brought, brought something with them. It could be somebody threw a, a touchdown pass. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Ah. And, but, but the other part of this, I think, and boy, am I ever living this, uh, La Vida Loco right now mm. is, uh, as, as, as also you get older and maybe your hearing isn't so good. I think sometimes when you get your bespoke old old person word or syllable, I think it's also something like it seems like as people get older and their hearing is less good, they'll sometimes just make a noise like um, my uh, my uh, I had a lady friend whose whose grandfather would go, huh, <laughs> a lot, uh-huh. and, and, and that was that was a sound. So we would get to hear that a lot when we were driving him around Tallahassee. And uh, right. what he liked to do was uh, what he liked to do was uh, he'd make that noise and then read a <laughs> read a sign. Oh, sure, read the sign. Yeah. So he'd go, "Huh, Chinese buffet." Huh, 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 huh. All huh. state insurance. What do you know? Yeah, yeah. How about I, them uh, apples? Yeah, I, I think I've. Um, you know, I really I have so many ticks, John. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't mind it. I'm not complaining, you know. No, no, no. It's lovely. I mean, your ticks are all are hmm. all uh, they're all lovely. Hmm. What do you know? I've started. I've started to say. I've started to say. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. that's a good one. Oh, oh man, boy. we should we should catalog all of these. Maybe we should. Think about, about. Oh boy. Oh boy. It, it it um it works a lot for a lot of things. You can say oh boy. And oh you can say, for oh, boy. sure. Oh boy. Yeah 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 oh, yeah boy. yeah. At anything, anything. Here comes the here comes the food. Somebody scores a touchdown pass. Like, you know, somebody somebody shows up on your doorstep. Oh boy, oh boy, like, yeah. It, it uh, and 
I you hear them reflected back because you know my daughter's at, at a at a spongy age, and she's starting to throw my own mannerisms back at me unconsciously, oh God, no. but also mockingly, of course. And, and um, so I'm starting to see these uh, these patterns where you know what why why am I saying oh boy? It's a little bit like the huh, like huh. why why am I filling the space with sound is another thing. Like you could just drive and driving silence i think there's a lot of reasons um i mean not not that there's that many necessarily good reasons but i don't think young people younger people do that in the same way nearly as much i mean they might sigh or something (laughs) but but i think i think with us it's you know like yeah boy i'm gonna start you know what i'm gonna give myself a challenge i'm gonna start writing all these down yeah three by five card it huh Huh. Huh. Yeah. Um, I think I, I do I, that on this show a lot. You'll or, And you do it, too. What are you talking about? One of us will say something, and the other will go, huh. Oh, huh. well, I don't like to talk about the show on the show, but... I bet you I, some somebody could do a supercut where it was just 10 years of us going, huh, huh, huh. And then... Well, and now like you've manifested be- it. <laughs> the coughing at the beginning of, of yes. uh, Paranoid. Or, uh, uh, whatever, <laughs> Master of Reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, first of all, I need to stipulate. I, uh, I, uh, I, my health is not good. I, um, I screwed up yesterday. Something happened. This is actually related to to what we've been talking about because at some point, like early yesterday afternoon, I said this to myself. I said, "Huh," huh. because I noticed that my back kind of hurt, as huh. though, "Huh," and it wasn't the lower part where you'd expect it, it was kind of the middle part. So I figure I either got lung cancer or I slept wrong or both. And so I went, huh. And then by early evening, late afternoon, early evening, it had turned into full blown, like I'm making noises like you can't believe. Like every shift you ever have a, have a kind of pain, you know, wherever, of course you have, you're, you're, yeah. you're just a whole lot of pains. Yeah. Uh, but, but you, you, every shift I'm making an involuntary, like, like, like a, like a Yelp. Oh, and uh, my daughter thought that was funny, you know, because no matter how I move, I go to reach for my glasses and, and I go, ah, ah, and that's it's disconcerting to hear that in the room. Um, and she does that, though. She does. She's uh, well, well, you know, welcome to the age where now I mean, my daughter now makes visual memes about me and oh. what an old man I am. Oh, and uh, they're pretty funny. So I don't mind them as much. But uh, there's plenty to make fun of in our house. I every time I get up. Uh, when my daughter comes in and says, "Like, will you come help me or come look at this that I built or whatever?" I every time I go, ah, as I get up out of the chair. That's a great sound. Ah, 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 just the whole. <laughs> Is know? it getting longer? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It starts before. It starts when I, I. I'm not even lifting yet. I'm just leaning forward. Ah, oh no, you gotta, ah, gotta get yourself ready. You should get one of those. Rec- <laughs> you should get one of those robot recliners that lifts you up. Oh. oh, okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I, I was I was prepared for. Oh, I was prepared for being the sort of person who makes a noise when they stand up. I was a little surprised when I started making a similar noise when I sit down. <laughs> so I was making noises uh, yesterday, as you do. And uh, I don't know. I did. A, I made a, a bunch of poor decisions yesterday. 
uh, and last night especially. But um, I had a uh, I took a pain pill uh, for for that. Some some uh-huh. I took someone else's medication. My oh, wife dear. had some leftover medication from a dental thing uh, like sure. months ago, sure. and um, and the thing is though. I don't like taking a lot of stuff like that because, well, for lots of reasons. But one of the reasons is, I, ironically enough, it seems to me, I don't sleep very well when I've taken some kind of... I mean, sometimes, yes, but like I slept... And this is going to seem like a princely amount of sleep to you probably, mm. but I, only, I slept for four hours last mm. night, which is mm. not a lot for daddy. It's not enough for you, no. So here's what happens. And uh, I, I mean, I know our constitution... Are, are very different, yours and mine. Yeah. But one of my things is if I get up too early, like think about the kind of getting up where you got to make it to the airport for an early flight. Uh-huh. Maybe you were up late packing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or in my case, you know, like last last night I watched like six episodes of Rome, which kept me up till really quite late. It's um, really a wonderful television show. Every, have everyone's you seen, seen it? Rome? Oh. I had oh. no idea. Come on, get out of here. I started I, last week, and I'm already halfway through the second season. I, uh, I love I, that guy. I love uh, what's his name, Titus Rollo. What's his name? You know the guy, the guy that's in the Thor movies. I like him yeah, a lot. Thor movie guy. You know who I mean? The other guy. Sure, sure. The other you guy. Got, you got you uh, got Doctor Train Spotting from mm-hmm. uh, Grey's Anatomy and Train Spotting, mm-hmm. right? And he's mm-hmm. all he's all you know sniffing his own farts. Mm-hmm. Although he does seem to move up through almost everything very quickly. Mm-hmm. But then you got his the dude, the dude who's getting whipped at the beginning. I love that guy. Whip dude, right? You know what I, I mean? <clears throat> I haven't seen it in ten years, but but oh. uh, or no longer. No, it was really because um, this is before Grey's Anatomy. It's after Train Spotting, and and before Grey's Anatomy. I never I saw Grey's Anatomy. But That's okay. You're good. Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. I'll tell you the one. But no, season I was. To watch. I was in. I was in New York. There was this. There was this kind of unfortunate incident in the mid 2000s, where I was in Seattle. I was depressed. I think you might remember this period. I had I'd grown my beard very long. I I wasn't <clears throat> confident that the long winters had any future. I uh, mm. tried to make that ultimatum record and and couldn't finish it. Oh, geez. Is this when you went around and around with Tucker and like trying to yeah, like, get that it nailed down? And I was oh, sitting. shit. Yeah, that was a rough period for you. It was, it was bad. And I spent six months uh, in bed, pretty much. And during Stuck that time- you had your purple mattress? Not, yeah, not purple the no, brand, but yeah, purple it was the Paisley. The, it, was the, it was the old mattress, but it was still, <laughs> the old mattress was still perfectly serviceable at the time. Well, you know, guess. no, it was only, it was probably only five or 10 years old at that point. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, a biome, I, John. It's not a mattress. No, a then, biome. then it was, then it was nice by the time oh, okay. we talked about it. Sure. Yeah, there, sure. There, been that was when we went to that Chinese restaurant. Anyway, the point is, I didn't sleep very much. Can continue. Yeah, well, so, but the, yeah, so I was, uh, I was, you know, I do this thing where when I'm in trouble creatively or emotionally, you know, I, I, I reach out to people looking for solutions, but it's very hard for me to then go the next step, which is to accept the help. Uh, and this would be around the period you, you were working with friend of the show, John Hodgman. No, this was before that. Before, before that? Okay. Oh, a long time. This was 2005 or something, before I'd met any of those guys. Okay. And uh, I was talking to uh, uh, not a surf drummer, Ira. On Very the handsome phone. guy. Very He's handsome a guy. wonderful man. And he said, hey, guess what? Daniel, bass player of not a surf, <laughs> is, uh, you know, they lived together. They shared an apartment 
in uh, Williamsburg that was down one of those streets in Williamsburg that was just all butcher, you know, like abattoirs mm-hmm. 25 years ago. And now, of course, it's all, you know, bars with neon under the tables and stuff. But oh, Candle shops. <clears throat> and the, the, the apartment they shared, they, it, it had a name. It was called The Sitcom. Because they felt like it was a like it was it was a, a sitcom worthy apartment. It was a loft in a warehouse that had. Oh, um, I was gonna guess that uh, that Ira brought the comedy and Daniel brought the situation. Oh, that's also he probably seems very true. situational. He, he likes to lean back while he smokes a cigarette. He know? does. He's a great cook. Great smoker. Anyway, Tremendous. Ira said, "Look, Daniel's going back to Spain." He's going to be back in Spain for nine months or something. Why don't you move to New York? Oh, shit. You live in Daniel's room and, you know, get your shit together out here. You know, you can't be depressed in New York, lol. Uh -uh. Everyone's your friend in New York City. (laughs) And and I said, you know, that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) And like every time I've ever moved to New York, all both times. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I threw a bunch of stuff in a bag, and I was like, you know what, Seattle? Here's to, you know, up yours. Yep, 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 yep. yep. I got on a plane. I flew to New York, and it was winter, which is the absolute most cheerful time in New York. Uh And I got there with my bag and my other bag and, you know, walk into the sitcom, put my bags down, and Daniel comes out from around the corner. And I was like, hey, Daniel. And he's like, hello, John. How are you? You know, I'm Espanol. And I said, uh, oh, well, nice to see you. And he was like, great. Yeah. How long are you here for? And Ira is in the background just kind of like looking at his fingernails. Like, oh. And I was like, oh, well, I was just, um, hmm. I'm just, you know, here for some amount of time. And that night. You know, they made a bed for me on the couch, and I said to Ira the next day, like, did you, is Ira, is he, did I, and he's like, oh, he's probably, um, he's just, he stayed a little longer, he's probably, you know, going to leave. But did did you get the sense that, because the first thing that's weird is, like, had you gotten the sense that he had talked to Daniel about the, the whole idea of you staying there, including in his room? Did it seem like that hadn't come up and wasn't going to come up? All of these things are not knowable because it was awkward. That's so awkward. I don't know what their communication is like. They've been in a band for 20 years. I don't know what they, they've been roommates all this time. You know, Ira is, he's a beautiful man. He's so charming. And he kind of over the years has floated over the surface of the world a little bit like you know yeah i'm guessing he's got in... that john ham thing where he doesn't even have any idea how much he gets away with yeah yeah and he, not, I, not not in a bad way not in a, not in a creepy way but just the fact that he he is so tall and gorgeous and talented you have to figure that he's probably and not, not, not you know every mo uh, mo drummer's more problems like but still like he's probably i bet he gets away with a lot of stuff well, but he also does the thing that I got. I wish that I could do, which is uh-huh. water off a duck's back. Everything is. Oh God! And, and the 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 good part of that oh, is water amazing. off a duck's back. The bad part of that is like yeah. there's a lot of conflict avoidance. In the long winters, we had a we had a a, a famous story of Ira. We, we were in 
Toronto or something. Our two bands were playing and we, uh, we got separated half of the long winters and half of not a surf were over here in this part of town. And uh-huh. half of us were over here in this part of town and none of our phones worked because it was Canada and it at Canada at the time. Yeah. 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 It was a different and time. We got to the end of the day and it was like, Oh wow, we're not going to meet back up with those guys. And so we had a hotel over here and it ended up Ira was going to stay with us and, uh, you know, and whoever it was in the long winters that was with the other guys was going to stay with them. And we roll up into this hotel room, but we only have one and it's me and Corson and Ira. And, you know, we're very impressed by Ira and impressed by not a surf like, you know, these uh-huh. guys, you know, they're the headliners, right? They're talented and they're nice. Right, both things, and so we walk into the hotel room. I'd be a hell of a three piece right there. That 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 uh that hotel group. Oh yeah, right. I th- mm-hmm. don't think we didn't think about it, man. But we walk in, and I'm immediately, you know, band leader guy. I'm calculating like, okay, well, Ira gets this bed, Corson, you know, like what what's going to happen with the other bed is basically what I'm thinking. Like, mm-hmm. Corson and I are both too big now to share a bed. I tried to get a second, <laughs> you know, all this type of thing. Right. We walk in, door shuts behind me. I'm, you know, moving bags out of the way. I'm thinking, and I, and I say, well, okay, so Ira, and I turn around, and he has already laid down on the floor in the entryway of the room, alcove what? of the room, with it, and pulled his coat up over him. And he oh says, Oh my God. He says, if you can just throw me a pillow. Oh and I said, God. Ira, like, you, you are our guest, you know. You don't have to sleep yeah. in the door. Like, you know, come in and, and you can have one of the beds and we'll figure it out. It's not, it's not simply a reaction. It's, it's, it's like the water's never touched the duck's back. And he That's says, amazing. He waves me off with this cheery wave and he goes, oh, no, what are you talking about? I'm a professional. And Eric and I were like, I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Oh, I'm a professional. Yes. And we looked at each other and we were like, I'm a professional. And he was asleep by the time we had even time to think about it. I need, I needed more things where I'm envious of Ira. Yeah. I'm a professional. Can you imagine that you just lay on the floor and, and you, you do a wave and go to sleep with no, with no, he's, there's no like, Oh, how did I end up like this? Ah, oh, this day ended up all screwed up. You know, like what the fuck? Oh, he's well, not ruminating. No, he's just like, whoosh, I can sleep on the floor. Whoosh. But in this situation where I'm standing in the living room with my two suitcases and <laughs> Daniel is, Acting as though, but first of all, in a super cool Daniel way, that it's perfectly natural for me to walk in the door of his apartment and say, hey, Daniel, and have him go, oh, hey, super cool. But also, clearly, no one has discussed that I'm moving here. Mm-hmm. And you said, you or, said, had you said from a month? Is that right? No, Ira was like, he'll be gone for nine months. He, okay. he was saying, like, move to New York. You can use my apartment as a jumping off point to get your own place and become see. a New Yorker. Oh, you know? boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This was a big move I was making. Like, I had, we'd talked on the phone a bunch about it. Like, yeah, I'm going to move to New York. Fuck it. You know, I've been meaning to do this for the last five years, and now's the time. Uh-huh. Because when I left New York in 2001, my intention was to go back to New York. That's where I wanted to live. 
And so this was like, and it was only, actually, it was only four years later. So it was, it made it, this was the culmination of this whole thing. I was going to move there. And so I slept on the couch and then Daniel left for a few days and Ira said, you know, well, the bedroom's open. Hmm. And I moved up into Daniel's room and I slept there for a couple of nights, but you know, like definitely didn't unpack. Uh-huh. And then like three nights later, Daniel showed back up and I was back on the couch and Daniel very definitely said a couple of, you know, like made a couple of uh, declarations to the room like, well, this, you know, this spring is going to be great in New York. I can't wait to, uh, you know, oh, I see. can't wait to see in New York in the spring. Yes. And I was, yes. uh, it, but, you know, kind of to the, he said it to the room. Mm-hmm. And it, I looked over at Ira even looking for a kind of like shrug. Mm-hmm. And Ira was just looking at his fingernails. Oh. And so I stayed there on the couch for another four days, maybe just spiraling, like so depressed. And, and at that point, you know, what depressed looks like is I sleep till three in the afternoon. So now these two guys have a guy on their couch that's asleep in the, in the middle of the day. Uh-huh. And the vibe was very much like, when is this guy? How, how, why that's is a, that's, a, that's a pretty long time to have a depressed tall man on your couch. Not very fun. So then one day yeah. I was I was walking down on the Lower East Side and it was raining and I was just like, wait, I don't have to be here. I don't have to be in New York. I can go back to Seattle. It's no it's it's no defeat. It's no more of a defeat than this. And so I did. I went I went back to the sitcom, got my bags and and like went immediately to the airport and they were like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "Oh, back to Seattle." They were like, okay, cool. I was like, okay, well, that, great then. <sighs> it was uh, a little. Nope. No, that's uh, just for myself. Uh, that would be very stressful to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it's, uh, I, it's, I'm still a little stressed about it, actually. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, it depends on what it is that you seek. There was a time in the late 90s when what you sought for a variety of reasons, it seems to me, was to go go to Europe and do a big project and let the world do what it will to you. And you were going to walk. I mean, this is just my estimation of that. But it's quite another thing to say, like, okay, I need to repot myself for a little while. And in so doing, I want to, you know, if it were me, I would be thinking, oh, I want to go disappear into this city and this experience. And <clears throat> as rugged as you might be, um, and uh, as my, my friend Mike likes to say about your experience in the, uh, in the sand, sleeping on the beach, you know, sleeping rough, as they call it in England, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a different thing from like I'm planning to like have something like even just shallow roots here for a little while. The, the point of this is not to have a week and a half vacation. Mm-mm. It's to get placed somewhere. And you, it sounds like, if, I mean, again, if it were me, I would really feel like, wow, I never really got my legs under me in this. And I kind of just, it just made me, f- I feel bad in a different place now <laughs> and it's not helping. The, it's the, it's the, it's the, the feeling that you get a lot of the time where, I mean, I wasn't very good either at saying, Hey, let's talk Turkey here, fellas. You know, like, I, because uh-huh. I am, because I'm so used to feeling like I'm to blame. Uh-huh. And so in a situation like that, you know, like my sister or uh, maybe a more assertive person 
would have said on that first night, oh, hey, we should have a family conference here because Iris said that I could come here and live in your room, Daniel. But I, I ra- assume you've talked about this. <laughs> but rather than do that, I was like, oh, awkward. Okay, well, sure. Yeah, I'll sleep on the couch. It'll all work out. And I'm just – but I'm doing that thing where I'm thinking like I'm the intruder. This was a secret. I don't want to out Ira. Mm-hmm. I don't want to um, – I don't want it's so often the thing where you're just like I maybe if I maybe if they just don't notice me uh, this will be fine you know I'll he'll he'll go and I'll be there and it'll, and we'll, we don't have to talk about it and then of course having not done that then it's very hard to do it 2 days later you know it's yeah yeah exactly I mean it was it was never it would be one thing if they said, hey, huh. I mean, I'm just repeating what you said or implied, yeah. which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be one thing for Ira to say, hey, look, uh, I talked to Daniel about you can crash here for five days. Would that work for you? It's just more like you're you're just, you've got a big wad of uncertainty at a time when you probably would have sought something a little more decisive. Not, not, not just for comfort, but just for like in the interest of the project. Well, and also, then I'm I'm wondering, did I misunderstand Ira? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's always it's, it's always, always your fault. Yeah, back to me, right? Back <laughs> yeah, to my right. fault, my fault. Merlin, there's a <clears throat> there's something going on with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, talk- sorry. Hang on, just real quick. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com. Slash Super Training Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and to run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they got you covered. Squarespace combines cutting-edge design and world-class engineering, making it easier than ever to establish your home online and to make your ideas a reality. Do it. it you know, if you will, it, it is no dream, they say, you know. Squarespace has everything that you need to create a beautiful and modern website, You start out with a professionally designed template, and you use really easy drag-and-drop tools to make it your own. You can customize the look and feel, the settings, the products you have on sale, all this and much, much more with just a few clicks, maybe a couple drags. Real fun, real easy. All Squarespace sites are optimized for mobile, so your content automatically adjusts so it will look great on any device. You'll also get free, unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources that will help you succeed. You know there's nothing to patch or upgrade ever. They have their award-winning 24 by 7 customer support if you need help. And they'll even let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. Plus, you'll have everything you need for SEO and email marketing to get your ideas out there. You know, what do you do with Squarespace? What can't you do? You can make your big idea into your new site, showcase your work. You can have a blog. You can have galleries. Promote your business. Announce an upcoming event. It's It's all so fun, so easy to use. Now, as you probably know, I hope you know, I'm a huge Squarespace fan. I've been with them for, I believe, over a decade at this point. And uh, they've been really good to me. They've been great to this show uh, because, of course, Squarespace.com is also where Roderick on the Line is exclusively hosted. So do me a favor. And right now you head out to Squarespace.com slash SuperTrain for a free trial. And no credit card is required. Just go get started. Play around. When you're ready to launch, use our special offer code SuperTrain because that's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Once again, squarespace.com slash supertrain. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code supertrain for 10% off your first purchase. And, you know, it shows your support for our program, which we really appreciate. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. John, uh, is anything going on with you right now? 
there's something going on with me that I've talked to talked to Dan about a little bit, <clears throat> but I need to I need to address it here too. Oh, you want second opinion? Well, yeah, maybe. Um, which is that for the last couple of weeks now, three weeks, um, it happened to me twice with Dan, and now it's happened again with you. I have been losing the thread of what we're talking about. Hmm. And you, you, you mentioned this an episode or two ago that you had concerns. I think you'd said, I, I feel like you had said that you were concerned that you'd started dropping the thread a little bit. Dropping the thread. <clears throat> yeah. And which is <clears throat> unusual, unusual for you. You feel like I've never dropped the thread. I don't drop the thread. Mm-hmm. I always get, I always have the thread, some trail of the thread. Yeah. You know, there's, there's good, there should be uh, ideally at least two ends to the thread and you can find one of them. And so the anecdote about moving to New York mm-hmm. is um, only useful. It's a non sequitur, as so many of our stories are. It's only well, useful. It's a non sequitur for now. I don't know how to say that in Latin. A non sequitur for now? Nom- yeah, you never know when it's going to come back. When, in the last two minutes, what ends up being the last two minutes, because you never know it's the last two minutes until the show's over. But that's when you tend to like you know you're like uh, you're like uh, Quint up there out there with 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 your big reel on your big rod and you're you're going to pull that into the boat and I forgot we're even in a boat which is but your that draft. only works if I know where the thread is hmm. and I I when I started the anecdote about Ira mm-hmm. I said even as I was talking this is 15 minutes ago I planted a flag and I said in my own head ah this is um, a, this is the new reality. You're going to jump off into this thread. It has to do what, with with what Merlin was saying about, you know, what uh, our conversation just prior to it. This story is going to illustrate something that Merlin was saying. Mm-hmm. So plant this little this little uh, like uh, like down marker, right? The but, the but you tend marker. to trust yourself that mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna throw this vase. Or as you say, vase up in the air, and uh, you'll be up there for a while, and then and then you'll probably catch it. You won't forget that there's a vase in the air. Exactly. And in mm-hmm. this instance, I actually specifically said, "Remember where you are." I went into the story about Ira. I got involved in it enough to tell it, mm-hmm. and I I walked through the door out the other side of it. And I think if if you go back and play the moment. Mm-hmm. When I finished the story and you were like, huh? And I was like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I walked out the door and I had no idea and how to get crash. I, I remember <laughs> planting the flag, get back here, you know, mm-hmm. or not get back here, but like, here's where we're leaving the trail. And now I don't remember what you were talking about. It was I don't clear remember. Enough. I'm not, I'm not trying to help you because you did not ask for help here, but, uh, you, you, you were, uh, somebody who does a similar thing a lot of the time. And I make the crack about like throwing something in the air, but like that's a little bit about a little what we do. Like that's just our thing here and elsewhere. Is we uh, we tend to trust our ourselves uh, to to jump boldly into something and uh, hope, assume, or work toward that going somewhere. You entered into that Ira story on the heels of something having to do with noises or bodies or sleeping. And you went into it with your historical confidence that you'll catch the vase. Mm. But, mm-hmm. but now here we are. Now here we are. And mm-hmm. 
I don't want to make the story the story. Mm. I, I definitely don't want to make the fact that I'm forgetting the story the story. But I, the, this is uncharted waters for me. Uh-huh. And, I, and it had never happened. It happened with Dan a couple of times. And I felt like I could kind of – I could excuse it because I was <clears> – <throat> Uh, you know, I don't know. I, no, I didn't even feel like I could excuse it. It scared me then. But now there's just no denying it. Like I'm I'm foregrounding it because I don't know – because I don't want to – I don't want to sit on this show and just be um, living in a world that's only three minutes on either side of the present moment where I'm like, that's well, so I started telling you. a story and now, well, <laughs> here I am. So it's – I guess I got to get to the end of this story. And International then, House of Pancakes. How, huh. do you feel, how do you feel about how do you feel about that, Merlin? So, Southgate Mall. It's, huh. No, it's like that's exactly where that's where I'm at. I'm reading the signs, <laughs> reading, reading signs, and going, "Huh." That's uh-huh. uh, that's what I know, and I I don't know whether I need to start writing things down on three by five cards, but then I won't be able to read them. So oh, yeah, well, it's like the OCD problem. Yeah, you know me. We're yeah. like when you've got OCD, the problem is you just you're feeding you're feeding the monster in some ways. Where you say, "Did I turn off the iron?" Let's say, and uh-huh. you go back and you check, and then the iron's t- turned off and everything was fine. But the thing is, that only lasts for a second until you've left the house again, and now you're again wondering, "Well, did my going back to check on the iron somehow turn the iron back on?" Yeah, right. It's hard right. to it's hard to beat that all the way back down now you're you have a concern here on the face of it uh for for the quality of the show which i appreciate and admire are you concerned of what this augurs about you and your mind yes yes very concerned is that that, that's the deeper point obviously it's very important that we have a good program thank you all for listening but you're you're, it's it's the augury that that concerns you yeah i don't Mm -hmm. i don't um i don't have any context for not being able to remember where I am of all of your problems this is not one usually no and no and uh, and I feel like my whole world is uh, this is the these are the metal studs behind the walls this is the architecture that allows me to be confident in many many things Ooh, confident that's in, a, that's in, a in, good that's a good metaphor you can't see it but you know the walls aren't falling down because they're full of studs Right. When someone says, well, that's not what I said. And now you're I wondering. I can say, oh, yeah. You're wondering that is what now. You, said. you never needed a stud finder before, but now, now you got one and you can't even find the stud finder. What, what, so, I mean, and I think I talked to my psychiatrist who's prescribing me all these medicines. And I said, you know, I'm, I don't know. I had a little like memory blip. And I think that that probably is scary when a psychiatrist hears that because they're like, ah, am I causing it? Do I, is there a medicine for it? You know, it's one of those scary things. And maybe, maybe Merlin, it's an, maybe it's a blessing. Maybe I'll be, maybe I'm gradually entering into a period in my life where, um, my cares wash, wash away. Cause I just can't remember them. And I'll just be oh, like, oh, that would, that would that could that could be nice. Yeah, hey, as long as you don't have that niggling feeling that there's something you different you should be worrying about. Because mm-hmm. then that's that's my job, and I'll thank you not to step on my bit. Right. But <clears throat> but uh, obviously you'd, you'd like to be able to enjoy you know a couple more good years. Yeah. And right. and not find yourself drifting off. Now another thing that my ex's uh, grandfather used to say, and this is back when. When he was alive, obviously, and also where, when his uh, late wife was alive, 
and uh, and he would he would launch into the oddest anecdotes that yes. wouldn't no not an anecdote he would make more like sort of a um, dinner time announcement and uh, mm-hmm. a classic one <laughs> mm-hmm. that we had a lot of fun with and this is when we go they would they would have uh, they called happy hour so you know they'd have a diet coke and some crackers in the afternoon and we we hang out um, my lady friend and her grandparents and with their little TV trays they were adorable then occasionally. Um, his his wife's um, what was his wife's name? It was I want to say it was um, I think it was uh, Adelaide or Adele. But uh, but he would say <clears throat> the other day I had the most delicious slice of pie, and it was a sort of pie that I had not had for some time. Add what kind of pie was that? And then she would always say, I don't know, Logan, it's your story. Oh, and, Which is funny, because she was older than him. She was like, she was super old, but seemed younger. But like, I, I'm not sure what caused him, the man who would read the International House of Pancakes sign and go, huh? I'm not sure what would cause him to announce that he'd had a piece of pie and, and that it was a kind that he hadn't had in a while and it was good. And then, and then I guess the crux of the conversation becomes that he can't remember what kind of pie it is. So he turns to his wife of 60 years. But he wasn't trying to land that anecdote somewhere. It was unclear to me what it was in service of, and I didn't mind it. You know how it is, you always, your family bugs you more than it bugs other people. Mm. You know, you remember mm-hmm. like being like, yeah, oh sure, man, sure. your mom is so cool. And like, oh, my mom's the worst, that kind of thing. So my, my partner friend, lady, would be driven crazy by this kind of these kinds of antics. Uh, she was sharp as a tack, and like uh, I think uh, uh, much of her appeal was that she was, you know, very, very fast and mm-hmm. very, very quick-minded, mm-hmm. and she didn't like being mired in a non-conversation about a sort of pie that somebody had not eaten in a while. But that's the kind of thing where, like, if you're going to hang out with Grandpa, if you're going to hang with Logan, you need to be okay with the occasional sub-anecdote about whether or not a kind of pie had been eaten recently and what the type was. That's See, now now that's that's a territory. I don't think you're getting to that territory. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, no. No, no, but you know, but but we all do things to like, you know, kind of dog ear a page in our existence to try and come, I I sometimes write things down here because I I I, I believe it or not, I thought goes through my mind that I don't want to interrupt, but I want to come back to this. And, and I'll write that down. John, this happens to me all the time. And it's really happened a lot more in the last year or so. So I guess we could blame COVID uh, I mean, pandemic it's, times. It's, but it's I, I'm, it's I'm only dropping the thread a lot standing too. out because, uh, because it doesn't happen to me, right? I mean, it's I just, get it. It's like, I totally where, get it. Where's the baseline? I mean, it's like always... me and my back. Me and my back. I'm sitting there enjoying the Emmys going, ah. Like I don't want to be like that. That's not, well, that's not how I self-identify. Yeah, except it's in your it's, – except it's my mind. And so yeah. it's confusing because, I, like, I hurt my back the other day in the creek uh, because I had I'd been I'd been fine for three <laughs> that, months. That is that is to quote John Mulaney, a very very old fashioned thing to say. I was down I, in the creek and I hurt my back. I was on the phone with Blockbuster Video, or in your case, you 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 hurt your back up in the creek. Is that where you were? Yeah. I, uh-huh. I, last winter, uh, I was out of town and I'd been working on the creek all last year. You'll remember what this is coming back to, right? And yeah, and okay. um, I'm going to try. I'm okay. trying to. Get right. And uh, and there was an in, there was an enormous flooding event, and it washed out all of the hard work that I'd put into the creek. 
there was just and you know and I'd been working in the creek and there'd been a lot of rain and everything that I'd put in there had held and as we've as we t- discussed a long time ago every all the work I was doing in the creek was violating the all of the <clears throat> the stormwater uh clean water act provisions that say don't mess around in, in creeks oh is this where you ended up having to deal with the guy in the truck yeah, the whole okay. city of Normandy yeah. Park got involved, and I was in trouble all the time with them. And then I, then I started working with the, with the county, and got some people in here, and they're, they're and and uh, we've been sending letters back and forth for a year, and now it's all recently been approved. They're going to come in. They're going to take all the, like the whole team of people is going to come into my ravine and do all this work, and they wow. got the permits from the city. They paid the fees and the fines. Everybody's working together now. I got a, a somebody forwarded me a letter that some engineering firm had written to the city that said, "Not only do we approve this, but it's amazing that a citizen would care about these issues enough to to initiate this process on their own." You just got a civic blue ribbon, John. I did, and I was so proud. Wow. I wanted to print that letter out and frame it. Oh hell yeah! But of course. What this means is, you know, for months I've gone down into the creek and I've looked around at the wreckage of all the things that I'd built and I've just been, it's been sad, you know, because it's like, uh, it all got ruined and I don't have the heart to do it over again. And I know I'm not supposed to technically, even though I've read all the papers, I know what, what the, I'm, I know 65% of what a, a professional hydrological engineer would do I mean, mm-hmm. the 35 percent that i don't know which is the engineering you know come on i mean yeah yeah you, you, can build you got an a strong, you got a strong basis in uh, in hydrological engineering yeah a basis. little bit you know well, i read the, I read, bit, the yeah. I read the first 15 pages of their paper mm-hmm. and so the other day i was down there and i was like look the big team is coming in here they're going to be doing all this work what there's going to be a big difference between what what you can do down here the day before they arrive and the day after, because once they're here, then that's the new baseline. And you can't just go down and drag a log into the middle of the Creek after it's been surveyed by a team of 25 people. Mm -hmm. So if you want this log that's up on the hillside, if you want to drag it down and put it in the Creek, (laughs) you got to do it now. And I've been looking at that log and I've been looking at that space in the creek for nine months going, "Ah, really, if I had put that log right there, then all of that stuff wouldn't have washed away. It's a little bit like closing the barn door now after the horse is gone. But and so the other day I'm down in there and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. And I got up on the side of the hill and I grabbed this log, enormous log, and I pulled this log down the hill and it's, you know, I'm like fireman carrying it or whatever no i'm not doing that i'm like i've got the log i'm trying to protect my back a log is a heavy thing john it's a heavy thing i pull the log down i pull it down into the creek i set it up so that the water kind of goes around it and creates this nice little rip ripple and it you know i'm cleaning the this the gravel and the little waterfall and all this and i in the course of pulling the log down i tweak i tweak my back a little bit oh no and now I'm, you know, now I'm Mr. Tweaky back. <laughs> but that, you know, the that's uh, just old man stuff. That's right. just like, 
you know, when I was 25, I could have carried that log all the way to Seattle and I wouldn't have gotten hurt. And even when I was 40, <clears throat> but you know, I'm 53 now and I don't stretch out and I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be carrying logs. Our parts are not as elastic in any way as they used to be. But my mind, what you don't mm. know about your mind, you only have, so I was, ta I was talking to, to a friend of the show uh, earlier today who's suffering from depression right now. And I said, look, you know, it's the change of the seasons. We've had months and months of happy weather. And now all of a sudden you've got this, you know, it's standing in bold relief. Uh -huh. The leaves are changing. The sun is, is going down in the sky. It's getting cold. And so all of a sudden the passage of time seems very real. All of your unfinished plans, all of your uh, broken uh -huh. dreams, they're, they're very foregrounded because there's all this evidence that time is passing. And of course the way the mind works is you can always find a reason that your bad images are just reflections of the truth, right? All of there's always hmm. 50 things that are full of shit. It's just September comes and it's very easy to attach that melancholy to whatever, you know, whatever like, uh, unwritten emails you have. But then when your mind tries to challenge it, you're like, no, 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 I really do have all these unwritten emails uh -huh. and you can, you know, you can get into, uh, and the, the problem with a autumnal depression is that also autumn is beautiful and, and the, the falling leaves are beautiful. So you kind of want to lean into it at the same time. You're like, you, you, you want to luxuriate in the melancholy, <laughs> but, but, all we have is our minds to assess how well our minds are doing, right? The only way uh -huh. he has to, to know whether he, he's, his depression is real or whether he just has a clear-eyed view is by filtering it through his own mind. And I have this problem with my current, with these gaps, because at what point am I going to have, uh, like, I'm going to a sleep study on Thursday. Oh, cool. To try and address the sleep. Uh-huh. Is this just sleep? Am I is it just a lack of sleep that I can't that I'm scatterbrained? Or right. do I but have I, I think I think I get what you're saying though, and it's it's something I don't know. I, as you get older, I think a person thinks about more. Not just because of problems with memory or anything, but just when you're young, you know, thinking about thinking is is a very intellectual exercise. But um as you get older, I think it's 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 sometimes diff. How can I put this? It's it's like picking up tweezers with tweezers, um, so to speak. Like picking up the self same tweezers with the self same tweezers, uh, because you your mind. Like I'm just repeating what you said, but your mind is your your brain, your mind, whatever you want to call it. The the I would say mind. Your mind um, is awfully good at certain kinds of external things and pattern matching and stuff like that, but. There's something peculiarly crazy making about not being sure if you can trust what your brain is telling you about how it's working. And I, and I've always I've always addressed that in terms of mood and emotion, uh -huh. um, right? Because those were the unreliable things: my moods, my my emotions, my emotional reactions to things. But this isn't emotional. This is just matter of fact. And I 
and I don't know whether it's um, whether I've had too much or too little coffee or whether I have bovine uh, um, sponge formitis. You know, like, like how does one begin to know what is the first moment that you go, Oh no, I have a, I have holes in my mind because it's not my memory. (laughs) It's my extremely short term memory. Like, like, like two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, yeah, at, at what point, you know, at what point now am I going to need to be in a home basically? And oh. will I know I'm in the home <laughs> or will I think I'm still piloting my aircraft carrier? Uh, well, okay. I, well, will is, I that, is that so bad? Carrier. Is that so bad? To be the make-believe no. captain of an aircraft carrier, there's worse things to be in life. No, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And that's you might the love, other You thing. would love that kind of work, especially if it's in your mind. It's good hours. As, as I was walking the other day, I really did say, like, well, what happens if you become, like, a very cheerful person that only lives in the present? Like, that's – there are worse things. In your own experience, there are worse things. As yeah, long as you don't yeah. leave the stove on, you know, like, you can't afford – you can't afford a live-in helper. And you definitely don't want to rely. Everybody's (laughs) always like, man, I don't want to get old. I don't want to. I'm like, man, there's so much about that that if I had the means, first of all, assistive devices, yes, please. Anything that minimizes the amount of effort I have to expend on life would be welcome to me. Anything that makes the text bigger, give me novelty-sized glasses. I don't care. Somebody who sits around and, like, feeds me soup while I stare into the middle distance, I'll take it. I mean, what, I know, I mean, what, but... what am I going to run around with some kind of existential toupee on, acting like I'm 20? I'm lucky to be alive, man. Give me my goddamn soup. Yeah, but turn watching this cra- my dad Turn get this old. carrier around. <laughs> There are so many, I mean, really like getting old is very expensive. Oh yeah. If you want to do it in an environment that doesn't smell like pee. Yeah. Dignity is very costly. Yeah. And so, you know, trotting my dad around to all these different places where it was like, well, you know, yes, we have a spot for your dad. It's only $6,000 a month. And it was like, wow, we don't have $6,000 a month. Oh, well then Uh try the place down the street. That's only $3,000. I was like three thousand dollars a you month. Were a nur- nur- nurse ratchet. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, if you can't afford yeah. three thousand dollars a month, then we're talking about the place down. That's going to yeah. be on the other side of town. So, I'm not in a uh, I'm not in any condition to to hire somebody to help me. But you know, yeah. I, you wouldn't know uh, because mm-hmm. I get along fine. What I need is somebody to help me tell stories. Oh, you there, need a would that be like a narrative sherpa? Do you feel like? No, you you remember the you remember the 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 lady in the Thomas Dolby uh she blinded me with science. I Music sure video? do. Mm-hmm. If she were here and she mm-hmm. she was doing other work, right? She's writing on a clipboard. Um she's doing science. She basically. I I was you took the words out of my mouth. She's absolutely doing science. Yeah, so if she were here living with me... I don't think we know for a fact that she is the one that caused the titular blinding. Do we know that? No, no. I think what she's doing is reporting on him having been blinded. I think a careless reader or careless viewer, a careless whisperer, someone would look at that and go, well, obviously, because, you know, we're all gay bones for these old school uh, pronouns, obviously she's the one who is blinding. 
And we don't even we don't even know if it's Thomas Dolby. I mean, he was so blinded with the science, he kind of invented the MP3, and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, if you think about the voice that says, "My goodness, Miss Yamamoto, you're beautiful," it's yes. the old man. It's the guy that's that's waving his feather pen in the air. Do, she do, blinded do, me do, with science. Do, 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 do. But so, in motion. if I had Miss Yamamoto who was here, and uh-huh. and then I started telling a story about going to New York or about you know the whatever flying an aircraft carrier, and then <laughs> and then you could see that my eyes were kind of starting to spin. I could look over at her. She would instinctively know that I was in trouble. She'd look uh-huh. up from her from her book or from her notes, and she would go, "You were talking about Merlin had a he had a." You know, and if she needs to whack you with the clipboard, she'll do it. Yeah, and then I would go ah, and then I would uh-huh, just uh-huh. ah ah. I see what I you're saying. Say, ah. So it's a kind of an existential stenographer. Well, except no, also ready to do science, right? I mean, she's a, she's oh, yeah. she's she's not taking notes on what I'm saying. She's doing her. She own. was she's STEM before STEM was PhD. cool for sure. Yeah. yeah, but she's also got one ear on the problem, so she's listening mm. to the story. You know, half-assed listening, but she knows where I am. But like That's when she gets enough exposure to you and, and your various, uh, if we're being honest, disabilities, she's going to get a good feel for like, you know what I'm also thinking of? Uh, is it Hyman Roth's wife, I guess? He has the young wife who brings him right. brings him the, the, the food when he food and Michael are going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As he gets older, you know, he, he likes to watch the ball game on TV. Yeah, sure. He turns the TV up. So, so some, she's kind of a little bit of a Yamamoto herself, but somebody like that who could be there to say, turn down that TV. You know, or or whatever. But in this case, also, I mean, there's all kinds of ways where, like, once you get to know somebody, sometimes you sometimes you know when to hit somebody with a clipboard. Sometimes you know when to go easy on the cottage cheese, and sometimes you know when to say, "I don't know, Logan. It's your story. You you need a Yamamoto." Well, and this is the and again, we're back to um, we're back to the money because mm-hmm. if Miss Yamamoto, if her science is actually generating more income than my storytelling. Why the hell does she care what my whether I'm landing my story or not? Right? The story. Oh, is it possible my- her science is also generating your blindness? Is is that something? And I don't mean to be ableist here, but maybe part of the problem. Do you think having her around has has made you lazy with your storytelling? No, I think it's the other way around. I think my story she, she keeps you sharp. No, my stories are her science. Your stories are her science. Right. So she's doing science, but I'm the science. Right. I'm the. You are the, the science. science. Right. When she huh. turns her eyes to me, uh-huh. right? So she's turning her eyes to me because I'm the I'm the experiment. She so can see just she she can see just fine, science notwithstanding. She sees fine. She's not blinded the, by anything. The problem with that is, does uh-huh. she want me to? I mean, is the experiment that I'm losing it? Uh-huh. In which case, she's not going to tell me where I was in the story. Yeah, I she's going to go. You're, oh. If you're a scientist, I'm not a scientist. Um, but I think no, like you're a, you're a ceramicist. I am, and I think in order to get the uh, you know I'm not, I don't like to deal in shoulds and shouldn'ts. You, you, if you ask me, you're shouldn't all over yourself. In this instance, what I'm trying to say is, I think if you're doing science and you would like the respect of of people who you respect who do science, I think th- there's certainly an observer effect. But you would not want over much to put your thumb on John's scale whatever that scale happens to be. If you're doing science, you know what I'm saying? You, I think you're there, you're there to minimally affect the outcome unless that's part of, of your model. That's what I'm hoping. What I'm hoping is that she is, the science that she's doing involves her helping me. 
Uh-huh. Right. And that, that, that I don't know that much about science either. Honestly. Me neither. I don't even. I mean, is it a caress? Is it a grandfaloon? I don't know. But somebody, somebody comes along. She rolls up, probably in a in, in, a, in a nurse's uniform of some kind or a science uniform, a, a, a short science uniform, and and it's going to be her ability to like observe and have a hypothesis. But then she could also warm up some soup for you. Would that be nice? Would that be nice? You know, uh, I think I think I think that'd be lovely. John, you got to embrace it. What are you going to do? Who, who, you can't fight City Hall. You can't fight entropy. You can't land on a fraction. You know, <laughs> he's not. He's not a is blind he, man. He? <laughs> he's not. He's scuttling across the. Yeah, it's a pair pe- of claws in a tiger cage. I. Can't make up any more dialogue today. I don't. Why, 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 I don't, why is everybody turning into either Jerry Lewis or Popeye? What has happened? What has happened to every, my? Who's this everyone? What are you talking about? Somebody. Well, I, I just did, I tried to do Marlon Brando and it came out as Popeye. Yeah, good, good, good. Oh, I see. That's that's, I see. that's ridiculous. No, that's and then when you. I do that's anybody just, else, it turns oh, into Jerry know. Lewis. It just, you have two filters. It's the Jerry Lewis or the Popeye. Those are the. It's always two things with me. <laughs> everything, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Maybe this is what Ray Kurzweil is is talking about. Maybe eventually. You become your two worst impressions or impersonations. What I, what I want to ask what I you want. is, if I <laughs> if I can't remember uh-huh. where I'm where I was, if yes. I if I launch off into stories, but it's clear that I no longer remember what I was talking about by the time I get to the end of the anecdote. Yeah. Then then what are we gonna do? Like what we we got to find an. There's got to be a new kind of mm. Roderick on the line's got to become a new thing where I just no, do a thing no. and then there's Come a pause on. where you're like, oh, okay. this is like this is verbal bebop, baby. You're fine. Oh, yeah, and bebop. you know what? Here's, now you didn't ask for advice, but I'm gonna be your. You, you, I don't know if she's the titular Yamamoto, but I'm here to tell you as your science friend. Yeah, it starts with you, and I know this is difficult to impossible you gotta go a little easier on yourself because because here's the thing ask yourself when you're trying to remember something the more you stress out about it that if you stress out about it does it get better no here's a trick i learned when i was fucking 14 i'm gonna in 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 that uh, n minutes in 10 i'm gonna stop thinking about this right now and in 10 minutes i'm gonna remember what this thing was and then the thing is, I usually even forget that I said that. So no harm, no foul. But in many instances, the only way, and this is true of procrastination, this is true of many things, you must reduce the amount of threat to yourself. R- reduce that threat rather than trying to escalate that threat because unless it works for you, which it may, the threats against your own uh, mental and emotional integrity by you in particular uh, tend to not be that helpful. Our yeah. show will be fine. All right. I'm. I'm. Maybe it won't be fine. But what are you gonna do? What? Are, what am I? Gonna what? Do? What? Are you, what can you do? <sighs> what can? What can I do? I don't even remember the beginning of this show. Which one am I? <laughs> oh, brother. See, I. I was writing it down to oh, the show's over. Um, I was writing it down to the fact that I had begun uh, taking edibles sometime around the beginning of COVID, and I figured oh. that's why I've gotten uh, stupid and flighty. Uh, but uh, like stoner ones or yeah. CBDs? Fuck that. No stoner ones. Yeah. No, they're very mild. They're super mild. But um, but I've wondered. I've wondered um, because I feel like I dropped the thread. Not necessarily. He- I, I, I imagine I do here. It helps a lot that unlike 
other people we do podcasts with, with I, I would like to think it helps that I pay attention. Mm-hmm. And I can some, I, you know, and yeah, I do go, hmm, and I do go, huh, because that's how the show goes. Mm-hmm. And then maybe sometimes my talking is certainly is a very annoying uh, interruption thing. Sometimes and other times maybe it jogs your memory in a way that doesn't make you have to go, oh, you jogged my memory. Because, you know, there's a story in there somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. But I have, I do sometimes find myself feeling like, well, straight to your point, that my sh- what I what I want to call my short term memory. I don't mean that as a term of art. What I mean is, what was I just doing a second ago? That right. was my passionate task a minute ago. And how is it that once I sit down with a piece of paper, I realized there are six different things I've started to do, and just kind of fallen from one to the other without completing any of them? That mm-hmm. does not feel that does not feel wholesome to me. Mm-mm. I'm not over worried about it, but it's something I'm trying to be aware of. And I think that is an instance for me of a phenomenon I call remembering to remember, which if we always remember to remember all the time, this is a very Daniel Kahneman thinking fast and slow kind of thing. But if we always remember to remember, we wouldn't have a problem. It's just that we think we're remembering and we're often not because we're just going to the next thing. Because we're all, especially my wife, uh, all obsessed with the future or stuck in the past. And the, the current moment can sometimes be pretty elusive because you're thinking about getting to the next thing, whether that's we got to go get groceries. Okay, well, I got to go to the ATM first. Okay, then we got to get groceries. Then we got to get home. Then we got to put them away. And it's like everything's about the next thing. This is, this is something I've been trying to make a study of recently is how much we obsess about the next thing rather than the current thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about fucking um, uh, meditation and shit here. I'm just saying like this is straight up 20th century psychology stuff of like I just want to remember that – that, that, you know, this, this is life, you know, the, the, the one you get to go and have it all, as M.S. Romano says. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love Schneider. Anyway, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, boy. It's the oh, blind boy. The blind. oh, boy. Here it comes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. 